The Lou and Matt Podcast. Yeah, the end of a very, very busy week. There was so much going on this week. It's hard to keep up sometimes because obviously you've got all your normal stuff and this type of year, time of year is usually quite busy anyway. Yep. But then you throw in you-know-what and you get get something that's... (laughs) You struggle to keep... Keep track of yeah. what's going on. Yeah. I know, and because things are opening up more and we can move around more and visit family and all that sort of stuff, which is fantastic. But, I mean, people are still... Some people are still a little bit worried about moving around, and that's fine too. Yep. You want to stay at home and just be a little bit cautious. Yep. Whatever works for you, I reckon. All right, well, we covered off the very latest... Um, in terms of COVID on the border, and there's a bit going on, obviously, but uh, hopefully help is on its way, the rapid tests and all the rest of it. So we'll cover off on that and we'll do it early for you in the podcast as well. But then we get to the fun stuff like uh, V8 Supercars. They're back. We talked to Brad Jones. Always a pleasure to talk to our local V8 Supercar boss, Brad Jones. He's he always got stories. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Um, he had a story about Phil Collins for us because why not? <laughs> why not? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> That's right. Um, also, the Albury Wodonga um, Sport Hall of Fame. It's been 16 years since we've got any inductees, and now they've got 10 of them. I know. Did you realise that so many international Aussie sports mm. people come from Albury Wodonga? It is crazy. I yep. didn't realise. Like yep. when you read through the list, you go, oh, yeah, you know, they've won medals at the Olympics for Australia and done this and played for the Socceroos and. Incredible stuff. Yeah, and some of the inductees, as you said, Olympians and the highest highest of high in terms of their achievements and, like you said, from right here. So uh, we'll cover that off with uh, Greg Featonby from uh, Sport Albury Wodonga. That and heaps more. It's a very busy Friday podcast. So let's kick it off straight away with the latest in the world of COVID, I'm afraid. Happy 80% double dose day south side of the border. So things are moving in the right direction in that respect. We're getting pretty close now in terms of uh, regulations being similar as well. But we still have that outbreak. Um, But hopefully there's help on its way. Justin Clancy is the member for Albury and he joins us. Morning, Justin. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Lou. Uh, So what is happening to uh, better manage the outbreak? Well, today, Matt, the Chief Health Officer for New South Wales, Dr Kerry Chant, is here in Albury. Uh, so I spoke to Kerry earlier in the week and, and spoke to her of the concerns and um, challenges we're facing here in the community. And uh, Kerry made the offer to to be here on the border to see firsthand for herself. So, uh, you know, really important to have Dr Chant here, uh, gain, gain insights, get an understanding of, of the challenges we're facing in our community. Uh, plus, uh, obviously, guys, the... Uh, you know, the rapid antigen tests delivered here uh, for New South Wales Health and Education to be using in our schools. So we'll get a bit more of an understanding of, of you know, what that process looks like, uh, but another really important step for our community. So just as an overview of that, Justin, um, basically the rapid antigen tests are coming to uh, the border, north side of the border, to New South Wales, Albury, um, and they're going to be used specifically for um, people that uh, are worried about having contracted COVID in schools? Yeah, Lou, so that there'll, be, there'll be a couple... They're going to use it in a couple of different ways. One is a bit of a surveillance throughout the, the, the school and, and secondly then for, I think, for close contacts as well. Uh, Dr Chant is actually, uh, again, this afternoon, I understand, having an online webinar as part of a trip down here with families and, uh, and schools. So uh, that's, you know, that's going to be important to get an understanding of, of what that process looks like. And certainly as we 
we get a further understanding of that process, Lou, we'll, we'll get that message out there as well. Yeah. And are there any, again, this is the whole thing of uh, two different systems and, and one half working differently to the other. Has there been any talk of a similar system in Wodonga? Because it would be a pain if it works really well in New South Wales, but in Wodonga it's still having to go to, the, to get tested every time. Yeah, wouldn't it be great to have those resources up uh, up for the Wodonga community as well, Matt, because uh, we know that, you know, obviously how disruptive it's been for our schools, you know, as, as mums and dads and students and, and parents and teacher, uh, teachers and principals been through so much over the last couple of weeks. We need things like these uh, rapid antigen tests to, to really just make life that little bit easier after what's been a challenging few weeks. Yeah, and it sounds like they're going to become part of our everyday life, these rapid antigen tests uh, into the future. So it'll be good to see how it all works out. Yeah, I've no doubt. And part of that too, Lou, is to your point, is being upfront, there's probably going to be teething issues with with the process as it comes into place. I mean, we've got to be realistic in that regard, but it is at least a step forward. And, you know, it's it's part of this, uh, you know, what the process becomes because, uh, you know, having to ask people to isolate and then go and get a test and not get a result back for 72 hours is just such an impost on our community. Yes. Uh, so this is this is where it's going to be a help. And uh, just quickly, um, without going into um, a massive amount of detail, but how is the hospital system coping and, and how sick are people on the border considering we've got that strong vaccination rate? Yeah, look, first part of that, Matt, is our local health teams are doing a fantastic job and, and you know, that they are under the pump. Let's, uh, again, we'd need to be honest in that regard. Big thing from my perspective is because Aubrey Wodonga Health is Victorian run, I'm wanting to make sure that from the New South Wales perspective that they're getting visibility from, from Vic Health to say, well, hey, guys, how are you doing? Yep. Is there ways that we can be helping? All right. Uh, Justin Clancy, we'll talk to you again, I'm sure, next week. Thank you so much. And... Uh, and it'll be really interesting with Carrie Chan on the border. Thank you. Take care, guys. I still refuse to believe, Lou, that it was 30 years ago that mm. I first heard the cassette of the Screaming Jets All for One. I was 15, the perfect impressionable age to be listening to Gleeso and the gang. And the album, the Screaming Jets Classic, has been re-released and the great man Dave Gleeson joins us. Gleeso, good morning. Hey, how you going, guys? Good. Is it is it Gleeso like giving birth to a baby all over again? Yeah, giving birth <laughs> to the same baby thirty years, <laughs> me, thirty years later. Um, yeah, there's a, there, there's definitely that uh, uh, trepidation when you're doing something again, and people are gonna people are gonna take it apart and and and, and critique it. Yeah, so there's there's definitely that little bit of uh, anticipation. All right, now what have you done to it? Uh, have you just you remember they used to always say um, remastered or whatever yeah. or have you done something more than remastering what have you done we have yeah because we don't own the um, we don't own the original masters oh. uh, so we signed a deal in uh, in 1990 and I didn't know what terms such as in perpetuity meant oh, no. uh, for anyone listening that means forever, forever and, and ever and ever, and ever. Yes. so have you uh, re-recorded so yeah we re-recorded yeah. Oh. yeah we went in with with this bunch of guys, uh, I kind of took the uh, took the, the belief from uh, the Angels, who I've been with for ten years, and they've re-recorded three of their um, hit albums over the last. It's fortieth anniversary edition, so uh, I just thought it would be 
a great exercise, us all being apart from each other. It was a good way to keep us together. And, um, you know, it, it came out really well. We were very uh, stoked with the uh, with the final outcome. And, um, yeah, it just uh, it sounds a bit different. It's obviously 30 years on for, for my voice. And, uh, and the songs have grown and evolved over the years, playing them live and that. So yeah. there's a few points of difference on there. But we've stayed fairly faithful to the original album. Uh, everybody's got to go out and get that album because, well, f- for me, it just takes me right back to a better time, Gleeso, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but before you before you go, Red Hot Summer Tour is uh, just around the corner here for us, Gleeso. You're going to be fronting the Angels, so you must be pumped about that. Oh, yeah, very stoked to be doing that. We uh, we kind of um, – we were halfway through it um, and when everything went to crap last yeah. year. Um, but it's uh, the Living End, Hunters and Collectors, James Rain, Angels, Baby Animals, Boom Crash Opera, Killing Heidi. It's a mad bill, um, and so that'll be that'll be us getting back on the road. And oh. obviously, the Jets tour uh, isn't happening really till July. There's a few shows in January, February, but uh, that's why the boys in the Jets call the Angels my mistress. They're, they're not. <laughs> they're never happy about it. Oh, he's off with his mistress again. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, look, a- any touring I can do, I'm just uh, absolutely tonguing to do that. Now, on Triple M at the moment, um, we've been chasing entries for the Great Aussie Songbook. If you could choose any Aussie song to put in our Great Aussie Songbook, what would it be, Gleeso? Well, it gets boring because I say it every time, but um, long way to the top. Uh, now, that song was written when I was six years old and how Bon Scott knew what my life was going to turn out. I will never know, but there's something something very, very spooky about that, especially the getting old, getting grey, getting ripped off and underpaid line. Um, but, yeah, I always say it's a long way to the top. To me, it's the perfect rock song. It's, uh, it's cheeky. It tells a story. It's a great riff, mad lead break. And it's got bagpipes. Yeah, yeah so true. So true. All right. Uh, Glee, so it's an absolute pleasure talking to you. I'm going to get my hands on on the album, the re-release, because it's just going to take me back to uh, those years, many years spent listening to your music as a uh, teenager, which was awesome. Come on, better, shine on, stop the world, sister tease. Ah, so many good songs. Glee, so thank Rock you. on. Hey, and uh, for anyone, you can get it on purple vinyl too. Oh, uh, amazing! The, the album because because uh, it's got twelve tracks on it. It's actually a double album, so we've got a double purple vinyl album. It's nuts. So uh, and the cassettes, we we redid some cassettes oh, as well. Oh yes, so I gotta get one. I'm I'm like get your I like one for my daughter because she's got a cassette player in her car. <laughs> awesome, awesome. <laughs> got to clean the heads first, Gleeson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, Thanks, I, mate. And always have a, a pen on hand in case uh, I get yes. sucked into the machine. To rewind, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Rock Wilson. on. Cheers, guys. Thanks. 20 to 9, Lou and Matt, live and local on the Borders 105.7 Triple M. Now, I don't think I have to tell motor racing enthusiasts um, anything that they don't already know because locally, in, in terms of in Australia, we've been starved of top-level motorsport, V8 supercars specifically, for too long. But finally, <gasps> we're going to get a month's worth of racing Four weekends. It's incredible. Isn't it 104 days or something like that since, mm-hmm. the, since the last race? Is yeah. that right? Well, one man who'll know, Lou, is uh, Brad Jones, local V8 supercar boss. Brad, it's been too long. Good morning. It has. I was actually enjoying uh, Phil Collins bouncing along to that. I've met him once. 
Phil Collins. It's a little fun fact. Where did yeah, you I meet with, him? I was with Barry Sheen and we went to one of his oh. concerts. And, and um, so Barry's, we used to be quite the celebrity in the UK. So they were all over him like he was the major draw card. It was really weird, to be honest. <laughs> That's funny. That's very funny. Was he a nice bloke? Well, who, Barry? Or, yeah, well, we know both, Barry was. Well, yeah. Phil. Yeah. Yeah, no, he he was really nice. So they were gushing and getting baby shots with Barry and stuff with backstage. <laughs> I and love it. Former motorcycle yeah, it was, champion and it was crazy. Commentating legend, rest in peace, the great Barry Sheen. Yeah, All right, Brad. Absolutely. So Sydney Motorsport Park, um, yes. four weekends in a row. It has been. Has it been over a hundred? How long has it exactly been? It's all been a blur. Oh, like I would, like I would know that fact. <laughs> it's been um, a long time. Uh, long, long time, Matt. Long time. But Too no, long. Too long, yeah, exactly. But um, really looking forward to getting back to Sydney Motorsport Park. I'm, um, you know, we're trying to stay safe. We're in this obscure little hotel. As I look out the window over a drive-in um, cinema, like I don't think I've seen one of those since 1970. <laughs> I think they'll be making but, a comeback. Yeah, um, Brian, yeah. well, just um, it's funny you should say that because I pulled up and I looked in there and I went, well, that'd be safe to watch a movie. Yeah, in your own car, so, brilliant. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I don't think it's been used for a little while. It's the only thing. So look, and it's going to be a great weekend here at City Motorsport Park. They've got night racing. We've got different oh. tyres at different events. This was a good and happy hunting ground for BJR last year, and uh, I'm hoping it's going to be the same. Yeah, race win last year, podium as well for uh, for Hazelwood. Nick Perkett got the win. So, yeah, everything to play for too. And then, and then, so you do, so see if I get this right, four weekends of racing, then only one weekend off, and then it yep. finishes at Bathurst for the Bathurst 1000. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly oh. right. Bathurst 1000 in December. That ought to be nice and cool. Oh, <laughs> um, can you imagine? I was thinking about that when I, don't I heard think we that. Have to worry the about poor drivers. Snow. The yeah, poor drivers, wow. I mean, they lose enough um, fluid as it is when they race. It is going to be extraordinary. Nah, that'll be fine. That's okay. They, they get financially remunerated. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> they'll be okay. Yeah, they'll Don't be okay. Don't worry. Right. They can, they, they'll get plenty of water yeah. and, <coughs> and Powerade. They'll yeah, be okay. That will be extraordinary. That really will be amazing. All right, so week one of four weekends of racing, including the night race, this nice night race this weekend. It's going to be awesome. Hopefully, we'll add to the trophy cabinet at BJR. Brad Jones, yeah. it's always great talking to you, more so now because it's been too long, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, guys. Chat soon. It's Lou and Matt. Get into the V8s. They're back. Thank God. It's Lou and Matt. It's Triple M. <laughs> the $20,000 Community Chest. Thanks to Vita Soy. Celebrating 20 years on the border and 105.7 Triple M. Yeah, we partnered with Vitasoy to reward those who are making the border a better place, either individuals or groups. And yesterday, we headed out to hand over $1,000. Jamie Wolf from Fencing for Fires is this week's recipient. Congratulations, Jamie. Thank you, Man Lou. Very, very happy with that. Um, thank you, Vitasoy, as well. It's a, an amazing initiative from them. But, um, yeah, really wrapped to, to be able to take home uh, one of the weeks. Yeah, well, talk to us about what you do with fencing for fires, Jamie. 
Yeah, well, it's been going on since the recovery in 2020, um, since the national disaster, which was Australia's worst national disaster. So um, we've just been up there helping recover, building fences, um, making sure that the home, uh, the landowners and the farmers and all that are looked after. And, you know, the mental health um, of the, the side of things has been a really big part of it. So, you know, to be able to do it, you know, and we're still going, you know, almost two years on um, has been a really big effort. And we've had a wonderful support from Dad and Denise and, and Dawn, these people have just given their time as much as I have um, for, you know, for week in, week out, you know, for the two years. So been a very long, long two years. Um, but, you know, the reward at the end of the day is talking to the farmers and, you know, and seeing their reaction after we've, we've finished the job. $1,000, what will that go to? Um, I'm actually going to reward the people that um, help me out. Um, I think, you know, some of these guys have given up their own time and, and money. So I think it's all going to go that way. Beautiful. Brilliant. It sounds brilliant. Um, thank you for being part of it. And, and then, look, thank you for what you do. I think we say that to everyone that, that gets the $1,000 because obviously you're all really deserving. But um, as you said, it was a, it was Australia's biggest national disaster. It was It was our doorstep. It was our people that were affected and you've um, done so much to get them back on their feet. So thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. Appreciate it. And thank you to everyone that supported us. Yeah, there he is, Jamie Wolf, Fencing for Fires. He does an amazing uh, job and that's just one of the $21,000 winners that we're going to be uh, doing over the course of the 20 weeks with a little break there for Christmas. So nominate now. Go to triplem.com.au. It's the $20,000 community chest. It's Lou and Matt. It's Triple M. So let's turn our attention to the south side of the border where there'd be a number of people that might be suffering from a sugar hangover today because this is an extraordinary record. Yesterday at uh, 6 o'clock, the new 7-Eleven opened. This goes to show. There, just at the top of the link road. Bandana. Yeah, sort of near the um, homemaker centre. Yeah. Um, so it opened at 6 and it was, I've got some stats here. 6 a.m. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, where have I got the thing here? So by 11 a.m. Um, or something? Yep. Uh, first, first five hours of opening, they sold 900 Krispy Kreme donuts. And that is, according to the bloke who is uh, running the regional um, 7-Elevens, that's uh, seven times what a normal store would sell in a day. And it was the biggest opening day of any 7-Eleven in terms of Krispy Kremes in Australia. Wow. Ever. Now, I don't know if it does deserve a round of applause, to be honest. So, clearly the border loves donuts. That's what that says. Um, it's the um, furthest 7-Eleven from any other 7-Eleven in Australia at the moment. Yeah, because in the Cap Cities, they're on every corner. Like, you yeah, walk past right. one and you walk towards another one. That's right. And there's not one that's um, any further away than 200 k's away from Metro. So, we've got the first uh, big one regionally. And I think it's fair to say that it was a success. <laughs> yeah, you'd think so. That's a lot of Krispy Kremes, isn't Did it? Did you go out of your way to go and get a donut? Well, I've had Krispy Kremes before, Luke. They're good. But they're all right, but they're not. They're not crazy. Uh, crazy no, no, they're good. pretty good. I mean, I mean, but donuts in general are quite delicious. Yeah, they're all right, but I'm happy with a pack of donuts from Coles. I don't know. I'm <laughs> happy with the cheapest donuts. Oh, just the, just <laughs> just the regular cinnamon. Yeah, I just like the very basic Plain ones. cinnamon donuts. I just oh, stuff no. my face full of baked goods and then that's it. But these Krispy Kremes, though, they are... They nah, have gone nuts. They've got to be. They've got to have creamy, gooey stuff inside them. 
Vermont. Well, you're living the dream now, Lou, because yeah, on no, your way me. home you can go and get I've some I've given cr- up sugar, Matt. I'm not living any dream. <laughs> the trouble is the people at 7-Eleven know that you'll break at some point. You, you think? <laughs> yeah. I will prove them wrong. <laughs> when I first see that Krispy Kreme packet enter the building, yeah, Lou, I'll, I'll know that they've won. I'll bring him in for everyone. <laughs> at the movies. Shane A. Bassett, good morning. Good morning, Matt. Hello, Lou. Now, myself and other men and women of culture will be flocking to the <laughs> cinema to, <laughs> to see um, a new instalment of the Halloween franchise. It's called Halloween Kills. And how many Halloween movies have there been so far, Shane, eh? This is the 12th Halloween movie. <laughs> uh, cannot believe it. It started in 1978 with yeah. Daniel Lee Curtis, who's also in this one. But mm-hmm. as a fun fact, there's um, Michael Myers, the iconic character. He's only appeared in 11. So this is oh. the 11th movie Michael Myers is in. The third one, Halloween 3, did not feature wow. Michael Myers. Well, there you go. All right. Here's a little bit of the uh, trailer. <laughs> 40 years ago, the boogeyman came for us. We are the survivors of Michael Myers. Glory, what do we do? We fight. Whoa, that's Jamie Lee Curtis. I love Jamie Lee angry. Curtis. She's good. She's really it. good. Oh, but she's still not enough to get me to go and see it. <laughs> she's, to me, the only reason you go to this movie. As much as I like, uh, you know, scary films, creepy movies, they don't need to do all these Halloween yeah. movies. It, it's been done, <laughs> and the 1978 original is still the best. Yeah, well, surely there's uh, more tales to tell from uh, Mark Myers. <laughs> Michael well, Myers. there's still lots of going down into the basement and <laughs> not turning on the light. <laughs> yes. They never turn on the light, yeah. Luke. Oh, and I heard something. I'm going to go down and investigate. Of course you would. Um, of course. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I'll watch it. Of course you will. <laughs> um, now, I want to talk just really quickly because uh, you haven't seen this one, but Eternals is a bit, of, uh, a bit of buzz around this movie and it's going to be showing at Regent Cinemas. Yeah, a lot of buzz. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's a Marvel movie, The Eternals, uh, with Angelina Jolie and Salma Hayek. Big cast. It's got an advanced screening on Wednesday night at the Regent Cinemas. Now, a limited capacity for obvious reasons, so not quite sold out. But if you want to go and see it before anyone else, because it starts next Thursday, and I'll talk about it then, uh, check it out on Wednesday night at the cinema. All right, looking forward to getting your review of it. All right, finally, after we fell on Amazon Prime Video... Um, what's this about? What What's the vibe? It's really good. I mean, I'm a sucker for a good romance anyway, but it's a third instalment of the After series. Now, it's a series of books um, and movies so far have been After, After We Collided, and now After We Fell. It stars Australian Josephine Langford. Uh, it's a girls' night out melodrama, romance, uh, look, really good. I enjoyed it. Uh, I think it's all to do with the acting and opposites attract. So there's something for it if you want to to watch it with a group of girls and have a few wines. I think you'll enjoy it. Fantastic. Shane A. Bassett, uh, some great movies coming out. We'll talk to you again next week. Certainly all different ones, but yes. uh, yes. good to talk to you too. See you later. <laughs> watch Halloween Kills and then immediately after we fell. <laughs> it's a back-to-back, Lou. It'd be amazing. It's Lou and Matt. It's Triple M. The Lou and Matt Podcast. Well, that's it for this week's podcasts. We'll be back on Tuesday and catch you then. It's Lou and Matt from 6 on Triple M.